Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say, 100. I have Grace on the line. How are you, Grace? How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Florida girl. I'm great. How are you? I am awesome, awesome, awesome. It's kind of cold over here. You know, I, you know, Florida weather is like, you know, uh, right now it's kind of chilly and I'm not used to this kind of thing, you know, so... But I'm loving it. I'm I'm down here in Sarasota and I'm kind of loving it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Grace, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I'm an educator at heart. I've been for 30 years and I've written books. I've been an entrepreneur. I've started several companies, four to be exact. And I've always mm-hmm. been an author. And so I've written, I've written three educational books. And as I began to kind of... Uh, I call it age out of that role of mother and some other roles and working full time and crazy hours, I decided to write a novel. So I just came out with my first novel and it's my fourth book. And I'm really just loving the journey of trying to figure out different ways of communicating with people. And uh, it's a pretty fun job, especially when I get to meet different podcasters like you. So thanks. Oh, no problem. No problem. And I know you have a new book out called The Ease. I do. Right? I do. So, so tell the listeners about that. So it's about a very dysfunctional woman. She's about 50 years old. And she, kind of like me when I first started writing it, was pretty lost. She had aged out of that role of daughter. You know, her parents are dead. Her children are grown. And she didn't really know what she was doing with her career. So she has this wonderful, bossy friend who is Argentinian. And her friend says, you know, you are hiding. You need to stop hiding and get back into the world. And I'm going to introduce you to this group of colorful women and women of color. And you are going to get your act together. And Jessica, the main character, kind of goes kicking and screaming into this whole thing. But she meets these amazing women. And the youngest character is 15. The oldest one is 94. And when everybody's stories are told, everybody's story changes. Oh, wow. That sounds like a really, really good book. Well, thank you. Right. So what's the obstacles that women face in men life and beyond? So what do you think is the obstacles that they face? in midlife? Well, you know, I think we face them all along. First of all, we're not necessarily each other's best friends. We're not necessarily even our own best friend. And so as we go into midlife, I think, particularly even for myself, I was real comfortable being in a certain role. When I was the educator or the keynote speaker or the consultant or even my kid's mom or my first husband's wife, I kind of could fit into these little roles. And sometimes I think we don't know what to do when we don't have that role. So in my novel, The Eves, that's something I really wanted to explore. What happens when you get to define yourself? And I think that's something that women don't sometimes take the opportunity to do. Who do I want to be? Now, lots of times we don't even have that opportunity, right? You don't have the time. You know, you're working too hard. You're doing too many things. But if we take the time to figure out who we want to be, that's really special. And the other thing along with that is there's a lot of research, Caramel, that says men live longer if they're married. 
women yeah if they're and that may just be partnered because some of that you know some of that research is older but what they say about women is we live longer if we have really good girlfriends and that's certainly part of the theme of the book too Wow. You know what? I never, never thought about that. You know what I mean? Because if we have really good girlfriends, we live longer because we're more happier. Uh, we we can be more, uh, is it because we can be more ourselves or, or why do you think that, that we live more longer with girlfriends? Well, I think we talk to each other different. I think we listen to mm-hmm. each other different. You know, right. that, that opportunity to have a different kind of support network. Um you know, there's that old men are from Mars, women for from Venus. I don't even know how much that's true, but I definitely, right. you know, I, I'm really lucky now. I'm married. He's fabulous, but there's still a girlfriend vibe that I, I crave and rely on. Right, right. We all have that girlfriend that we crave and rely on, someone that we can talk to because we can't talk to our spouse like we can talk to our girlfriends, as you say, right? We can tell them things that that. You know, we don't really, I mean, we feel comfortable with telling our, the spouse but it, or boyfriend or whoever, but our girlfriends is the ones that we can take, just lay it all in line, basically, right? I think, I think so. And, you know, I think that defies, you know, gender even. I think to do with, we have these go-to people. And for women, a lot of times that go-to person, you know, is another girlfriend. Right, right, exactly. So what inspired you to write about the Eves? A couple of things. First of all, there was a great old, old song about old people. And it talks about, Mm -hmm. you know, don't pass me by and stare as if you didn't care. Say hello in there, hello. And ever since I heard that song, and this goes back decades now, because I'm definitely way older than you. But (laughs) so it's fun to reinvent myself. So that right so that song said to me there's more to people regardless of their whether they're old or they're different from me there's more to people just pass them by and we don't take the time to look at them so there was that and then there was the story of my mom's own death which just me as i don't have her stories anymore i don't have that legacy i don't have that ability to reach back and the, right. and at the same point my kids although they were grown young adults they didn't really care about those things that as we age we look to an older person for so these things kind of came together for me in a way that i said i wonder how this would play out on paper and frequently throughout my life i have figured out what i wanted by writing it down so it Right. So it's and you're you know you're an author. You have so many things going on in your life. You've got a book. You're a director. You do poetry. You know that you express yourself in different ways, but you also find yourself in that, right? Right. True. True. And that's very true because you know me doing everything that I do, um, I do it because I love it. But at the same time, I have to define. You know, you have to be as you say you know you can label yourself as mother or worker or whatever whenever you whatever you do you have to label yourself as an author or poet or whatever and I believe like I know I I do my stuff because I have passion for it you know and I I like keeping busy so absolutely I think that's true of authors um, it's true, a lot of people, but I think authors, we've always got so much going on in our head. You know, you got this character. Who is that? Pardon me? Uh, 
I said, why is that? We have so much going on. Like It's like creativity. You know, we can write it on paper. I can write something on paper. And when I write it on paper, I feel so much refreshed. You know, yeah. and I think finding I that know. passion, you know, you talked about what you're passionate about. I know for me when I'm writing and if I'm really writing um, in the zone, I get a juice that I don't get in anything else right. I do. I have a girlfriend, right. I have a girlfriend who's a quilter. And when she's in that zone, she could quilt for five hours. And the only way I understand that is because if I'm in that zone, I can sit down and five hours can be gone in a minute when I'm writing. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly how you feel. So you say the ease help answer questions. Are you really done? So what does are you really done mean? For me, which was like the nugget that started it too. I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, I'm not going to be any of these roles anymore. Am I just done? Do I not have anything left to contribute? Do I not have any next steps? And I said, began to talk to other women. They were like, yeah, what do we do now? You know, we we are lucky enough. Us are, and, I, and I don't always like that word privileged, but we are privileged mm-hmm. enough. You know, you feel me on that. So we have this thing. And so we to go. And my contention is done if we are not learning every day if we are not giving back right. every day so i do a lot of right. volunteering i i work uh with abused affected kids through here in florida we call it the guardian ad litem program uh kids who wind up in foster care and so i work with their families and the kids i did a lot of work with hospice for people who are actively dying and i know that even for them they never felt that they were done. And that was very true of my mom, even though she was dying, she kept on saying, what is it I should be doing? And so I love that concept of wanting to say, we are never done. I have a male friend of mine who says, I am not going to be done until they fold my hands in the box. Oh, wow. I love that. That's deep, Deep, right? Yeah, that's very deep. Yeah, I want to continue to learn every single day. Like today, I had to learn about the software that you use for your podcast. So, you know, I want want to learn about something every day. And I hopefully will give back something every day. That's awesome. So when you say why turning 60 is a wake up call for many women. So explain that to me. So you're saying that... Well, how I got it was it, 60 is a wake up call. It means that you can continue your life. Or what does it mean to you? Well, I think it could be many things. One of the real joys for me in aging, because now, you know, I might as well say it. I am 67 years old. I did not think I was going to be writing another book, learning everything there is to know about social media, doing this in a pandemic, um, you know, all of the litany of things that comes with it. I didn't know I was going to be joy for me of turning these ages is I can be my most authentic self right that's kind of a surprise I don't think I was ever fake pretty much from the birth what you saw what a phone Um, I'm straightforward I like to keep it real which was one of the reasons I was so excited to come on your show But there's something about being this age that I can be anybody I want and I bring a whole bunch of experience with it. 
and I hope I bring a whole lot of compassion with it. Right. You know what? For you saying that, my mom's the same age as you are, and she uh-huh. enjoys her life. You know, and mm-hmm. I was just finished talking to her earlier today and she was like, look, that's because I'm 67 or whatever. Don't mean that I can stop. I'm not done. I got so much other stuff that I need to do, you know, and that makes me feel good because it's like she's continuing doing what she has to do. And she's not like like your friend said, until he's done, until he fold up in the box, you know, and she's like that. She's like, whatever goes on with me, I'm going to continue learning. I'm going to continue doing what I do. And that's what it is. And. See, and that's exactly the kind of woman in my book, these women who are of these multiple ages, as I shared with Mm -hmm. you, they all go to this place to live together and to continue to challenge themselves and the world. So there's white women, there's black women, there's a Latinx uh, family, there's a lesbian couple. So there, I'd like to talk about colorful women and women of color. There's a couple of great guys in there who when this turns into someday, keep your fingers crossed, like turns into like a movie or Netflix. It'll be like the kind of world I would want to live in. So your mom is more than welcome to come down and we can build this place. Like, right, right. That's be awesome. I'm gonna let her know that too. And then you said... <laughs> <laughs> and then you said something about relationships between parents and adult children, right? So yeah. I want to I want to explain that a little bit more to me because I know me and my mom we're very close, and um, so I just wanted you to explain that to me a little bit. So first of all, I'm really glad you and your mom are close, and I'm really blessed to be really close to my two children too. That's not always the case for families. Right. And I know a lot of people who say they have to walk on eggshells around their kids. They never know what they can say. Their kids are making lifestyle decisions that they don't understand. Um, And what I'm finding now, rolling the book out in the pandemic, either families are much closer because luckily, you know, they live geographically close and they've created a bubble, or in some ways they're much further apart. I know, for example, I'm really close to my kids, but they are so about, you know, if I post something on Instagram or Facebook and I don't have a face mask on, I get a text in a nanosecond. (laughs) They're being protective. They're being so protective of you. Absolutely. So I think that relationship is, first of all, of course, special. And when it can be close, it's great. But I have a very good girlfriend and she's very close with her son and she hasn't talked to her daughter in years. And it is painful. It is a slow death every day. And um, I went through a brief period where with my own kids where we didn't talk and it was the worst. Right. And it was just the worst. And it was a matter of not being able to hear each other, not being able to understand each other. And so a big part of my tech takeaway with the book is having meaningful conversations in the battered um, book club things, which make it really fun. You know, I have recipes in there and all of that. And there's the standard of which like does it bother you that Jessica lies so really good book club stuff but there's also both in the book and on my website questions that just are like you know you could ask your mom tonight you could go to my website and it'll say something like what were the hard the three hardest things of your childhood oh wow yeah to do with my book but it's a way patients going it's a bit a way about respecting 
that another person has a story we should listen to. I I believe that everybody has a story, you know, in their lives. Um, I believe because I know my mom has a story. She hasn't really sat down with me and told mm-hmm. me her whole story, but I know she has a story, you know. And I will love. I, I, I'm gonna do that tonight with her. I'm gonna go and do that and tell her the three. I'm gonna ask her and see what she tells me because I know she has things that she hasn't told me because I guess she was like we just gonna mm-hmm. live the moment. But I really will know. I would like to know what what else that she has going on on the other side when she was a childhood. I do, you know and I, mean? I think it's wonderful that you want to listen. And she may, you know, just she may not know you're ready to listen, and you may not be listen ready to listen to all of the story. But you know, the the on my right. website or you know, there's other things like conversation cards you can get from Amazon. They're just a great way to have these conversations to learn more about each other there's an adoption story for example in my book and what was really mm-hmm. fun for me during this pandemic is one of my girlfriends gave up a baby for adoption 54 years ago never saw the baby one never one. looked for the baby and in the middle of the pandemic this now 54 year old woman has found her birth mom oh my god it gives you chills right Yeah, that's amazing. And they have though. this great that rapport. Is... They look like each other. They uh, they oh. finish each other's sentences. It's a hoot. So yeah, listen to each other's stories. Yeah. So you have two children of your own. So do you give them the same advice as you get other people? You know. I tend not to give advice, Caramel, unless people ask for it, and then I always, okay. always couch it in. This worked for me. It may not work for you. Um, yeah, I'm real careful with giving advice. I probably when I was younger, I was a little bossier and a little bit more, you know, you might want to think about this or you should do that. Right, uh, right. But I think it's a really good key to relationships if you either preface something like, "Would you like to hear my opinion on that?" Rather than to just dive into right. it, but yes, I think in general, should they ask my opinion, there's nothing I wouldn't say to my children that I wouldn't say to other people. Right, right. So I know what writing means to you. It means a lot to you, and it, it satisfies you. It's, it's your passion. Is what you do. So what about communicating with people? How does that? What that means to you? I think that's paramount. I think for me, I always feel that I. Write better, communicate better in my writing.、Um, I've been really lucky that people have enjoyed me as a guest on their show, and they think I can put words together. But I am much better at communicating when that thought just pours through my fingers. That said, it's that whole thing about listening. It, you know, we communicate better when we listen first, and. And that、right. I think is one of the things. Some of us are slower to learn than others, but we'll be much, much better communicators. I know I am if I bother to listen first. Right, right, and that's true too. Because if we don't listen, you won't never get it. So that is so true. Because I need to be. I am more like a. I'm a listener, but I like to give advice. 
<laughs> well, someone, I mean, I'm just that type of person. I guess I'm bossy sometimes because when people come to me with some things, I like to give advice, but I do listen to people. But I think I jump the gun sometimes. Well, you know? I don't, I, I don't know. I it sounds like you're wise. It sounds like you're obviously. You're, <laughs> I, try, I try to be grace. I mean, look, listen, I try to be wise as I can be. You know, um, I try to give, you know, inspiration to people. But, you know, sometimes people don't like inspiration. And sometimes they're not know? ready to hear it. And that's sad to me sometimes because I'd be like, I'm just trying to inspire you, make you feel mm-hmm. good, you know. But, you know, so how's you doing on the pandemic? How's everything going with you? Well, you know, like I'm kind of in a bubble, but it's it's an okay bubble. I think that the surprise for me was, and probably for the rest of the world, how long it lasted. So I did not think that there wouldn't be book tours. And I didn't think there wouldn't be live book signings. The upside of that is I don't have to travel all over. I'm I'm going I'm going in air quotes to Nevada in a couple of weeks. You know oh, okay. they're doing um, they a bunch of people out there have read my book want to do a book club. So I've been in so many ways. You know I I talked to a podcaster from Portugal the other day. So yeah, so like okay. in so I'm all over the place in ways I might not have been. Uh, one of the things I try to do, and maybe it's age and maybe it's just my own uh, slow personal growth, is that I, I try to look for what are the positives. So there have been so many positives. I probably wouldn't have done as many podcasts. I um, And I love them. I love the diversity of the listeners. I love watching what you folks do every day out there in Podcastville. Right. Um, I I love blog. Um, I'm big on Instagram, and and this is somebody who hated social media. <laughs> now you're all over the place. Now you're doing Instagram, Facebook. I mean, you're just all over the place, and that's good but because you know why? Because you're you're teaching yourself. You're teaching yourself know, to do this stuff, my, you know. I do, but I and got you my hands so slow. I'm over the weekend. I thought I was being so large and in charge on Christmas Day. I was private messaging, not messaging, just responding to all these different people with like a, you know, just a Merry Christmas to you and your followers. Well, after yeah. like after like 50, yeah. Instagram said, "You are shut down, girl. You cannot make a nut." Like I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> they thought you were spamming. I was Merry Christmas. And I am shut down until tomorrow. Oh my God. They thought you were spamming, Grace. They was like, she's sending too many, too many texts out to these people. She well, must be a I spammer. Know. Now I know. <laughs> now you know. Yeah, for some reason you can't like get all these messages out to people. If they you do if you do more like over 50 or more they'll they'll consider you as spam so they'll shut you down and cut you off this old white girl just got her hand slapped by instagram (laughs) 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 oh my god grace so i usually give um people positive messages that's going through hard times because some people are going through hard times still and some people are not you know um some people are, are super super blessed for good things that's going on in their lives at this pandemic you know spending time with family learning more about the family still doing business still making money still doing whatever but it's other people that is not doing that 
Um, they're still struggling, figuring out how they're going to live day by day, not have a job. Um, they're about to cut unemployment off and they're fighting for that because some people, that's they need that, right? So I usually give a positive message, but I want you to give them a positive message so they can feel uplifting, inspired, and motivated. Well, first of all, I feel for everybody in this situation. The next thing I would say is this too shall pass. Somehow this will pass. Try to find the joy. Try to find that girlfriend, that support group who's going to lift you up. And uh, I don't know. This this is a tough one, but I think this will pass. And if we can find the yeah. joy in every day, even in the midst of the really bad stuff, if we can find a little few minutes of joy, then the next day maybe we can find a few more. And lots of communities have really good resources just reach out because i know when i've gone through hard times the hardest thing to do sometime was to remember that you can still reach out reach out for help for the finances for the job um, and for the girlfriend who's gonna or the friend who's just gonna help you out right and, and that's true because you know a lot of people don't like reaching out especially if they have pride you know, and a lot of people bring down your pride and reach out for help because there's nothing wrong with help. Um, you can't do it alone. And, and it's someone out here just waiting to help you. So please reach out to someone. Call somebody. If you feel down, call somebody to help you. And um, that's how I feel about it. And I know this is going to be some light somewhere. Somewhere. I think 2021 is our light, Grace. I think I think it's our light. Our light is and, coming. And you're... I'm part of it. Your your fellow, um, you know, the people that you are part of your social network. We just have to do that. Share that light. Exactly. Exactly. Like, 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 and love. Okay. (laughs) And make sure you contact Grace because she's be she'll be on Instagram tomorrow. So. (laughs) She'll be good to go. Um, So Grace, give everybody your social media. Yes, I lost you there for Grace? a minute. I hear you now. Okay, okay, give everybody your social media. Salmon, and it's not spelled like the fish. Everybody wants to. So it's Grace Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N. And then the word writes, like I like to write books. So Grace Salmon Writes, that's me on Facebook. That's me on Instagram. And uh, you can only always reach me on my website, which is gracesalmon.net. And you can email me if you if you want to talk about writing, if you want to talk about families, feel free to email me at grace at gracesalmon.net. I'd love to hear from you. There you go. And I got her number personally, so I can Any, contact her anytime. anytime Hello. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure talking to you, Grace. You are a wonderful person, a great personality. And I'm so glad that you is reaching out, that you reached out to me um, to be on my podcast. And this has been an amazing experience with you. And I just love it. I, I love Let's everything talk about again it. And so, thanks a million. Yeah. Have a great new year. Take care. Bye. You too, love. Bye-bye.